Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerry Petito Show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, I've got a really great show for you today. Um, I've got an incredible guest co-host who's no stranger to the Jerry Petito Show, and he brought me a really cool guest, so I'm going to introduce my guest co-host first, Michael Wayne Dill. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Good to be back, Jerry. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. How about if you introduce our guest? I would be more than happy to do that. This this guest that we have on here today, he is such an incredible person, and he has an incredible story to tell everybody today, so we are definitely glad you tuned in. But we want to welcome Mr. Robert Charles Apshire. Hi, and, Robert. Uh, he's... You are most welcome. We're glad to have you, buddy. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? Good, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just glad to be here and uh, be, be able to, uh, to to talk to your listeners today. Amen. So, um, before we get started, I have to give a couple shout-outs in the, in the chat room, and this is why. We have, first of all, the Doo-Wop Angel. Angel and Steve are the owners of Remember Then Radio, and without this platform, guys, this wouldn't be going on. They have helped keep the music alive through 2020 like no other radio stations. And to be able to interview my guests live through 2020 has helped so many people. So I had to say that, and um, I want to say hello to Diane, and I want to say hello to Babalu, because Babalu is always in the front row, front and center seat in my chat room. We just love Babalu. So they're here for you, and, um, you know, why don't you say a little bit something about yourself, Robert, and then we'll we'll start this great interview and play some of your songs. Well, obviously, my, like I said, my name is Robert Abshire. Um I was known in the internet radio world as Rob Charles. I did an online uh, podcast for five years, uh, supporting independent artists, um, which is where I met Michael and uh, so many more people. And uh, just always been a music lover, just always uh, been influenced by music. And uh, no matter what I was doing, uh, I did over the road uh, truck driving for a long time and you always got that radio on and just really big into music and just trying to uh, trying to stay positive in, in, in the world that we have going on. You know, I agree with you 100%. Michael, what do you want to say about what's happened? Well, I tell you what, if it wasn't for music, I don't think any of us would have survived 2020 like we did. I'm telling you, music has been the main thing that has kept me busy personally. And I know it's it's done the same for many others. I mean, we we all lean to music as that uh, that source of bringing ourselves back to you know to to humbleness, you know, to to just just taking in just taking a second to breathe. You know, we 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 count on music just that much, and I, and I, and I'm right there with Charles when he when he says that. Uh, it has made such a huge difference in his life, and I'm sure it's made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives. And God has done a lot of bad things. Right. Go ahead. The thing, the thing for me with music is it gives me an opportunity to just kind of escape. There we go. Yeah. Three or four minutes. Uh, I mean, I know that doesn't seem like a long time, but 
you know, you let your mind wander a little bit and, and get yourself in that song. And, and that's, to me, that that's the kind of music I like, those songs you can put yourself into and you can relate to it. Exactly. Beautiful. So before we, we start with this interview, Robert, I just want Michael to tell the world once again about your award. The award, I tell you what, the, I was so surprised, you know, because when I first entered, it, it's the JMA, the Josie Music Awards Network. I'm sure a lot of a lot of independents have heard about it. It's, it's the, still the largest independent network. Uh, it gives us a chance to, to feel like the big boys, you know, kind of. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I first submitted uh, the album um, back at the beginning of 2020, it was actually January of 2020 when I submitted it. You know, I was like, well, you know, even if people just, just hear it and, you know, that would make me proud. But we ended up getting nominated in two categories and actually one category for uh, EP, country EP of, of the year for 2020. And that was just amazing. Uh, so humbling, but just just made me feel good. Made me feel like I was accomplished in some of my music. So I was very grateful. Beautiful. And you certainly are. And you're a star to me, especially. I'm a huge fan. You already know that. Um, Thank you. Guys, we've got Astoria, New York in the house. Jules is in the chat room, baby. So, uh, all right. So, Robert, let's start with a question. And then we're going to play this song. What was the first song you wrote, and how did it come about? Okay, so I was, uh, there's a song called She's an Angel. Um, and I wrote it, you know, <laughs> I was in a deer stand. And um, it was early in the morning, and uh, nothing was going on. Didn't see no deer, uh, and I was just my mind was just kind of wandering, and wandering around. And these words just started coming to me, and I was like, okay, I don't have nothing to write down on. I don't. I just got to. So I had to keep singing it in my head, <laughs> where I would remember it when I got off that deer stand, so I could I could write it. Uh, so I mean, probably twenty minutes, thirty minutes. Uh, it, it took me to come up with everything on the song. Um, and I let it sit for 23 years, never did anything with it because I was too busy. I was doing other, other work and, and always on the go. Um, but when I got in the internet radio, I met a, one of the guys that was a big supporter of my show and in my chat rooms, Mr. Bobby Johnson, uh, from down in Florida. And I sent him the lyrics one day and just like, Hey, what do you think about the lyrics? I just, and I, I just wanted a critique because that's what he did for a living. He he, he wrote music and, and sang, and uh, I just wanted his opinion. And he uh, he sent me back, uh, uh, his message was, can I change a couple words around? He said, I, I want to put some music to it. I was like, what? I mean, I didn't, I didn't send it to you for that. He's like, no. He said, this is good. He said, I like this. You've got something here. Uh, I said, well, you know, whatever you got to do. He wanted to change a couple words, just make it melodically correct and, and make it all fit. And uh, and so he did. And, and it took a while for him to get back to to, to me uh, with it. And uh, when he sent it to me, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, um, had had a couple tears coming down my, eye, my eyes because I was like, after 25, 23 years, I get to hear what it sounds like. Oh. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it was amazing. And, and I'm very, very... Um, very, very thankful, very, very grateful for Bobby Johnson for recording that song. And uh, it's been, you know, a lot of folks love the song. 
So real quick before I play it, uh, speaking of deer stands, I'm from the country now, uh, a city girl now from the country, but two of my up and coming incredible uh, country artists, and Michael I think knows both of them, um, John Boy Story and Hunter Law, and that is his name, Hunter. Oh yeah. They both yeah. hang out in deer stands and told me a similar story. That yes, yes. So that's really cool. Yes, indeed. That's Unfortunately, cool. Unfortunately, I don't I don't deer hunt anymore. But that was the one thing that uh, I like. I said it was a slow morning. I didn't hear, didn't see anything, except those words that were coming to me in my head. So we have another uh, DJ from RTR, Amanda Lay, in the chat room with us today. Hello, Amanda. Um, all right, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to play your song, which is an absolutely beautiful song, She's an Angel. Here we go. When I walked in the barroom and so fine I thought it Just how to make her mine She looked so pretty And smiled so sweet So I walked right up And I pulled up On the dance floor For a song or two She said I'm thirsty How about you We danced to dance And then one more Let's dance We walked out She's meant for 
such a beautiful song i mean thinking how you wrote that really like brings tears to my eyes as well an incredible well, it, song it, i had in the interview last night the guy asked me he said did you have you know anybody in mind when you when you wrote it was it about your wife or and i was single i had no no woman in my life at the time i just like I said, the words just came to me. It didn't really have any any meaning in my life, but the words just came to me, and I had to put it down. So beautiful, Michael. What would you like to say? Well, I mean, I know I know as a songwriter myself, you know, sometimes it's not always about what you experience. You know, a lot of times it's what you imagine things to be. You know, uh, especially when you haven't experienced it yet. I can imagine how a lot of these young writers, you know, they write about grown up stuff. You know, you 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 see and you perceive things, you know, in your own way. Especially if you haven't experienced it. So yeah, I, that's kind of unique the way that happens sometimes. But my question, uh, you know, about when you think of a song, do, do you actually hear a melody in your head, Rob, or do you just or do you just give it to the writer and, and you're just as surprised at what he and you know? I'm curious about that. Oh, okay, so like that song you just played in my head because I had to remember it for two or three hours until I got off that deer stand. I sang that song in my head to keep me to keep it alive in my head so I wouldn't forget it. So I had a sound. That I, that I was looking for. Gotcha. Never, told, never told Bobby what the sound was. Never sang it to him. Never gave him no idea of nothing. When that song came back, it was pretty much right on exactly oh, the way wow. it was in my That's head. Amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that now, is amazing. The songs, the songs that I've wrote for you, right? which, I, which I've written uh, 35 songs for you, I think, now, I've, I've never have, I don't have that, that in my head i don't have the melody i don't have no nothing in my head the only gotcha. thing that may have some kind of a deal is the the chorus maybe because you're right. you're doing it two or three times in the song sure uh, sure but i write it down and i and, and i wish i wish i could be uh more you know understanding in my head as to what it's going to sound like because you know i sent it to you now the hard part is for you to figure out what do you want to make it sound like. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So amazing. You know, I'm a poet and it just, you know, it's so funny. Like you mentioned a deer stand. Well, I've never been in a deer stand and plus I'm a vegan, but I'm okay with hunting as long as they eat what they hunt. <laughs> um, so, but, uh, you know, I, I remember actually pulling over in my car one day to write something down. I had to like look for a piece of paper and a pen because something came into my head. I was like, I have to use that right. like that. I have to use. <laughs> so it's that so cool. Many times. Yes. It's so, so ha- cool. What happens nowadays is, you know, I, I haven't written Michael anything uh, for a little while now, but for a while there, I was spitting stuff out every day. Uh, it comes to me in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping, I'll wake up and these words are just flowing in my head, and, and I, I roll over since I can't write uh, with my hands and use a pen or anything. I, I put everything, I notate everything into my iPhone. Um, but, I I mean, that's how everything, it, it'll just pop in my head. Or I'll be sitting there watching TV or something, and there, there'll be a thought that comes in my head. And then the words just kind of go around that thought. I don't, 
I know it's hard to explain, but I don't really. I've tried to sit here and write a song. I cannot just sit here and write a song. It don't work that way for me. Okay. If, if the words are flowing and it just comes to me, I don't really have to put a lot of effort into it. I mean, I may change after I write it down or get it notated down, whichever. I, I will go back and I'll reread it and reread it and reread it and reread it after that and maybe change a couple of things here or there. But the, the concept just comes to me. It just, I mean, it just, it's like a, I'm not going to say it's a vision, but it's, it's like a voice I hear. So cool. So cool. So how about the next question? Cause this is, you, you touched a little bit on this, but I want you to really elaborate. When did you realize music was going to be a big part of your life? Okay. So I grew up in South Louisiana in a very, very humbled home. Um, we did not have a whole lot, uh, but we had that radio and I would listen, uh, I would listen to WSM, um, I think it's, uh, AM 650 in Nashville every Saturday night. Uh, be listening to the Grand Ole Opry. I'd have my little transistor radio underneath my pillow, and uh, the Grand Ole Opry would put me to sleep on Saturday nights. And I didn't, growing up in school, um, kind of an awkward situation. I, I didn't really belong. I was not athletic. I was not uh, the glee club. I wasn't uh, I wasn't uh, super uh, the smart, smart one. I was more or less trying to get through and maybe figuring out who I am. Uh, but music was always there in my home. We always had Haggard and Jones and uh, Waylon and Willie and uh, I mean every uh, all the legends of country music. That's what the I grew stuff. up. With. <laughs> the and good stuff. When I really, when I really got into it and fell in love with the music was probably around in the high school when I still I, I, I was I was popular maybe for the wrong reason. I was popular. Everybody knew who I was. I knew who they were. But it was, I was kind of an outcast, and I was, I got into radio at that time. Radio was my friend, radio was my girlfriend, radio was everything to me, and because it gave me, it gave me a purpose, it, 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 it gave me something to feel like I was a part of. Not being in school clubs, it kind of made it kind of difficult to fit in with people. You're trying, I mean, I'm trying to hang out with the jocks, and I'm trying to hang out with these, you know, popular people, and it just... It's a whole different culture, whole different. It, it, it wasn't me. So I turned to radio, and uh, that is when I, I really fell in love with music. Is is when I got into to working in radio and meeting the country stars. My mom and dad took me to Nashville in 1985 uh, for a fanfare, which they call it CMA Fest now. But met all my idols. I met all of the Oak Ridge Boys, Alabama. Uh, Earl Thomas Conley, uh, Merle Haggard. I mean, I met all these people. And, wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is cool. I'm 15, 16 years old, and these people are treating me like I'm their best friend. One of the, and he, we just lost him within the past month. I sat and talked with Charlie Pride. Oh. Uh. We probably sat. And oh, that's him. awesome. Oh my gosh, dude. We probably talked for 30 minutes. About wow. music, about his life, and you know, he made me feel like, you know, we were buds, even though I'd never met him before, and I haven't met him since. Um, the guys from Sawyer Brown. Um, I talked to Martin Miller and uh, Bobby and and Greg and and Bobby Randall. I talked to all these guys for. We probably sat there and talked for thirty or forty minutes. 
It's amazing. Just about wow. life. And I was like, you know what? These guys, yeah, I am starstruck when I meet. I met my favorite country singer of all time. I hate hate this for you, Michael. I mean, you. I love your music. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I, know where I understand. You know, you know where I'm going with this. I understand. I grew up in South Louisiana. Biggest probably country singer ever to come out of South Louisiana was uh, Sammy Kershaw. Oh yeah. And I, I've seen him a couple times, and I've met him, and I was I was awestruck. I was standing there like, uh, wow, you know, yeah. I idolize you, and, and and you're my favorite singer, and I mean, I love the guy's style, his music, everything, and he's standing there next to you. He's got his own. Right. You guys are taking a picture, and I'm like, I walked out of there, and I, I mean, I don't think I, I probably slept for two days. Wow. That's when I fell in love with music, when, when you just – when you make that connection with people and, and when these stars are, they're stars, but they're, they're just people just like me and you. Well, I'll tell you what, it must, it must've happened to me earlier because I, I was told that I was toddling around in diapers when I first fell in love with you. <laughs> I was running around everywhere with my little diaper hanging, singing, too, 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 looking out my back door. I didn't so, I mean, I, listen, I was in, I was in diapers too, baby, but it was Elvis right. for me. It was Elvis for me. Exactly, so, exactly. All right, let's play. Okay, go ahead, and then we'll play your song. As, as a kid, I would play DJ when I was seven, eight years old, whatever, with the record player. I would play uh, maybe maybe as early as four or five years old. But we just had yeah. a, a wow. record player. I'd just be like introducing records, and I'd play the same song over and over and over again. I would right. Hey, you're you're rehearsing. So there you go. it was all in training. So we're we're gonna play we're gonna play "Fell in Love with Music" and the singer you wrote this song and the singer is Michael Wayne Dill, our guest co-host today. Here we go, guys. Thank you.
absolutely incredible. Michael Wayne Dill, everyone, is singing that song written by Robert Abshar. Amazing, amazing. Everyone in the chat room is just loving it. They're sending you all kind of beautiful pictures, loving music, doo-wop angel, all of them. I want to give a shout out again to um, Amanda Lay, who's in the chat room, because her show is at 1 p.m. right after mine, the Paula and Amanda show, guys. Check it out. So that was such a beautiful song. Um, Kudos to both of you for that one. I'm very proud of it. I'm very, very proud of that. And I'm glad Michael, uh, I'm glad Michael had a big, big, big part in that. You know, um, let's play sheltered life and then we're going to talk about that one as well let's play it first um everybody's loving your music so let's give them another one and then we'll talk about sheltered life okay guys okay Yeah. 
love that. So, Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about your radio days during high school and about this song, and then we'll have Michael say something. Well, like I, like I said earlier, the reason I turned, and, and that song right there basically sums it all up, not fitting in, not knowing where you belong. Got the radio days up. I was I did intern uh, in '85 and '86 uh, on two different radio stations, and then in '87, January 1st, 1987, um, I got in with a, a little AM radio station, which was the number one station in the market. I stayed there for about four years, uh, and then uh, I went into another FM station after that. But um, radio, just again, I mean, it was the, I wrote a song about having what I called the power of the mic, it just kind of made you feel, you get that adrenaline rush, you get that, that power that you feel you belong. Uh, I wrote a song about that also. Um, but I just, you know, radio was a big part of my, my, my high school, uh, my 11th and 12th grade years. You know, Michael, what do you want to say about that? Because the song's incredible. Well, you you touched on that all this was during your high school years. Now, as far as the sheltered life, was, was your dad really, were you and your dad really close? And I know once you lost him, you kind of went off the deep end. So tell us a little more about that. So my, my me and my dad were best friends. Um, me and my dad, we did everything, fishing, hunting, just ride around. Um, he was my best friend. And, and I'd seen things. And my brothers, I have two older brothers. Um, one of them has passed away. But my seen things that my, my older brothers were doing. And I did not want, and I, I seen how it was affecting my dad. And I didn't really want to do that to him. And him being my best friend, I, I wanted to be better than that. So in a way, I kind of, I lived a sheltered life because I didn't, I didn't want to disappoint him maybe. Um, gotcha. And let them have that control because... I mean, I just, I wouldn't change anything about it, except the fact that I'd, I'd like him to still be here. But um, that's what the sheltered life is all about, just knowing that, you know, you've got that control. And then he, he died. I was uh, I was about six days away from being 21, oh. and oh, he wow. passed away. So sorry. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm getting a little emotional, but... Um, right. After he had passed, it was kind of like, my mom's not going to tell me what to do. Um, ain't nobody I, I, ain't nobody going to tell me what to do. So all the partying that people did in high school that I wanted to be a part of, it, but never really did that. But that's what I did when I turned 21 and my dad was gone. That's when I started drinking. That's when I started smoking. That's when I started coming in at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, and going to work at 7 in the morning. That was when that came into play. Gotcha. Uh, were you were you like addicted? Did you get to the point where you were actually addicted to it, or no? I mean, the, the drinking. I never. I didn't didn't do any drugs. It was. Uh, I drank bunch. Uh, me and Evan Williams were very good friends. Um, and my mom was. It was. It was scaring my mom some because she would see me drunk all the time. Um, wow. And that's. And that's what made me kick that because my mom, we sat there one day. I, I, I wasn't hanging out with my friend that we I usually hang out with. And I was at home that night. She's like, who are you? I like, what are you talking about? She's like, who are you? I said, I'm your son. She's like, I just haven't seen this 
part of you in a year where, you know, you're my son today and you're not drinking. And we sat there and, you know, we had a, a good conversation and, um, I never really drank a whole lot after that. I mean, I, I didn't just throw it away and quit. Um, but I, I quit doing the lifestyle that I was doing. Right. Um, got, got in and met some different friends. Um, like today, I mean, uh, smoking, uh, I quit smoking cigarettes, uh, 22 years ago. Um, I haven't probably haven't had a drink in two years. Uh, I just, there's other things in my life. I'm 51 years old. I've got a grandson who's fixing to be three. Um, there's other things in my life that's more important than, uh, driving right. and, and carrying on. And, um, but I had to go through that part. I had to go sure. through that part of my life to, to know that that's not what I wanted and get back to that sheltered life, like the song said. Exactly. Jerry, you know about addictions, don't you? Um, yes. You know what? I'm going to take two minutes and read a poem because I think yes. it's appropriate for this moment. Um, I'm the author of I'm not an addict, I'm just an ass. I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass because, guys, 30 years ago, I was a dumbass, but this July, 30 years later, I can now say I'm a smartass. Um, God changed my life, changed it completely. I am no longer an addict. I don't consider myself one. Uh, through God, anything is possible. And I just want to read this short poem for everyone and anyone out there who may be struggling. It's called Change Your Choice. I had a life-changing moment that I knew had to be. The only way to change things was to first start with me. So I looked in the mirror and woke up one day and thought to myself I needed to pray. So I asked God to change me, to help me stay strong, to clean up my mess, to right what's been wrong. I cleaned up my diet. I cleaned up my room. I cleaned up all habits with this old dirty broom. I kept going forward and never looked back. I refused to derail, stayed on the right track. I realized my worth and all that did matter through my selfish behavior, the lives I had shattered. I finally decided at 30 years old to stop abusing my mind, heart, and soul. soul. My life-changing choice that I had once made, almost 30 years now, guys, my debt has been paid. So you read all my thoughts on how to stay clean. It's all or nothing, my friend. There's no in-between. To live or to die is a choice you must make. Your life is not worthless, and you're not a mistake. One day at a time is a slogan you've heard. It works if you work it while applying his word. For you to get healthy, for your mind not to fail, escaping reality will keep you in jail. With addictive behavior, sex, drugs, food, or money, substituting addictions now isn't that funny. I'm not an addict. This too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. May the good Lord bless and guide you. I just felt like God put it on my heart to read that. So, Amen. Amen. That was very, very powerful. Beautiful. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Um, and that's and that's about when when I when I changed things around too. When I was about thirty years old, I was I think I was twenty nine. Gotcha. Well, I was I was. Uh, yeah, I was 30. Oh, I'm a little older than you now. Yes. Um, yes. Amazing, right? Awesome Amazing. Stuff, um, I have a few more questions for you, but I don't want to not get to this one based on the time frame. How did you get involved with Michael Wayne Dillon? What's your role with Team MWD Music? Okay, so me and Michael got, uh, he sent me some music when I was doing my podcast. And um, he would send me music before it to a final mix and he just wanted my opinion on what uh what what it sounded like and 
message to me and him and I and I was like I love him already I don't even know him and I called him I'm genuine so see genuineness brings out genuineness in other people so I mean that's just the way it is Michael uh, and during my before when I got first got disabled um called Michael a few times um he was my vent he was my ear that I could just talk to um and I and I knew I could trust Michael. Michael is very uh, very good guy. Um, he he was there. He, I'm just just speaking the truth, brother. Um, he was there pretty much every Saturday that I did my show. Uh, he was in that chat room uh, the whole pretty much the whole show. And I don't there there are few people. There's not a lot, but there's a few artists that I met through the five years that I spent on the radio that I can consider friends of mine michael is probably at the top of that list i ditto that ditto that <laughs> and, and, and and after i started sending him music and uh, i don't send him the music i send him the words but after i send him the words and it, it's probably two hours later he's already got a snippet of what he's got in <laughs> mind on his i'm like this guy is serious about this. You know, at first I'm like throwing these songs out. Mike's like, you're doing great. Man, that's great lyrics. Great. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. All I'm doing is just putting words together that are coming in my head. But he asked me if I would like to write for him. And, and because him and his uh, duet partner had split and they went their own ways. And Michael's like, I'll write, but I don't, you know, I'm not, that's not my strong part. Well, I mean, I have, I, I get melodies in my head, and so, you know, I tend to write the music first. What I struggle with most is writing lyrics, so I welcome the opportunity to have somebody who can write some good lyrics, because then, you know, it makes it easier on me. <laughs> <laughs> now that, well, now that I have the time, and, and, and that, I mean, that's pretty much all I have is time. Right. Um, I, I try to focus on, uh, you know, not just because he's recording my music, and if someone else that it, don't get me wrong, if Jason Aldean wants one of my songs, I'm gonna write something. Dang <laughs> <laughs> on right. But I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting Michael to have every opportunity with uh, with my my, my 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 words before anybody else. I, I appreciate a, that. I, I had another guy in Nashville that contacted me. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's a producer in Nashville that wanted to. He, that song, I fell in love with music. He wanted to take that song and 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 do it for his artist, um, and he wanted to redo it, the whole thing, strip it down, no, re, re, remaster everything, keep <laughs> the words, but sing it his own way. And he wanted me to give him the the permission to do that. I said at this time, I don't want to do that because at this time, we have things with Team MWD Music. We have things that are in the works to where. 
if these things ever come in fruition because of coronavirus, if coronavirus ever goes away, I want Michael to have the first chance. I've had so much positive, so much positive feedback on that song that I wrote it for Michael. It's, so therefore, I want Michael to be the one to to, to get to reap the benefit. Now, if Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean or, <laughs> or, or Kenny Chesney anybody wants that song, right. hey, Mike, you're a good guy and everything, but I'm only <laughs> No, right. no, right. no. All right. So listen. But at, the same, at the same time, Michael, I, I'll get a percentage because I'm a co write. So, right. I, I mean, We're good. And if right. they want to change right. Melody, that's fine. All right. So, what, what is your role with Team MWD Music? What did I assign you to do and what do you do the best? And he is okay. he is phenomenal at this. Okay. So, what I do is I'm his, uh, I'm his uh, PR and music promotions manager. And basically, Everything that we have that's working in the works, everything that has been issued and, and released, I'm getting that out to, like I did to you, Jerry. I'm, I'm getting all that music out to the radio stations. Beautiful. Um, I, I've sent emails and sent messages to, I, I can't even, three, four hundred maybe radio stations around the country. Um, most of them are like, well, no, we, we don't play, uh, in the, if you're not mainstream, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to give you a chance, but um Internet radio has just taken it and rode with it. Uh, it's probably played on 60, 50, 60 internet stations, uh, both songs. Um, I've got it probably playing on half a dozen FM stations in America and maybe maybe close to that in, in, in Europe. Um, it, it's, you know, they send me they send me links, let me know, hey, your song's going to be played between this time and that time, and, and I'll post it, and I'll go listen to it most of the time, and it's just when you when you hear someone with an Irish accent or Scotland, and it is on their community radio where everybody in a car can hear that song. It, it's yeah. you know it's a feeling, man. I mean, it's it's a good feeling. Well, I'm right. very I'm very good friends with Paul Mack, and he's out of Australia, and he just took on one of my other interviews from RTR last week. Said he had to have him, so we'll Sweet. get this we'll get this to him. Okay, guys. That is awesome. Right. Me, and, me and Paul are good friends on Facebook. Oh, uh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Tell him you're my good friend. Oh, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Paul. Paul is a great guy. I love Paul. Paul is, so then you can handle it. Really yep. Good. Tell him we're friends. All right. So I want to play the song Regrets. Here we go. And uh, again, Robert wrote it and sung by Michael. No, no, no. Oh, no? I did not write this. Oh, okay. I, I take that I did back. I write that one. We we played the three that I wrote, but because Michael was on the show, I wanted to, because this is our latest release and latest effort that we're pushing. I want So to he's doing his job. He's promoting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we'll play it, and then I guess Michael will tell us a little bit more about it. Correct? Sure. All right, let's Be play the song. To. Here we go, guys. It was my first time It was the first of many regrets Another need to say 
superstars so michael why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that song and then also tell everyone how they can get in touch with you guys will do may i tell you what this has been so much fun and time does fly when you're having fun <laughs> basically this song is 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 just talking about addiction you know it, one of the things that i see happening around in a lot of people's lives is just, you know, the power of addiction, what it can do to you. There, and there's so many levels of addiction, you know, uh, and this, this one basically covers 
you know, the gist of starting out, you know, having uh, problems with alcohol and cigarettes, you know. But, you know, the main thing was, you know, he fell in love with this woman and she was nothing but toxic, but he was so addicted to her, he couldn't shake her, you know. So, you know, that in itself is just, just addiction, you know, and there's so many levels of it. But you can uh, hear this song, you can hear all the songs, uh, uh, well, you can definitely hear Fell in Love with Music, and we're soon to do a, uh, a better, I kind of, you know, sometimes I do songs and, and I want to change them, so I, what I end up doing is I end up sending them and getting, because basically when I write these songs, I use my computer, so I get uh, digital sound, so I like the sound of a full band, so I end up going to a, you know, this was one that we wanted to to, to get out there because it's such a powerful song, but we want to redo it. So you're going to hear different versions of it. Mm-hmm. But what you need to do is you need to go to mwdcountrymusic.com. That's our website. You can get all our music right there. So that's where you can keep in touch with us. We can let you know what's changing, what's coming up. And there's a lot of stuff coming up. So you definitely want to get involved. So mwdcountrymusic.com. So Robert, I want to have you now say anything you'd like to say to everyone listening out there as well. I just I want to thank obviously I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening to uh, me and Michael and our story and and continuing to listen to Jerry. The interview has been uh, very awesome. Um, I want to thank everybody for for being so uh, accepting of our music. I mean, it's very very humbling when, uh, like I said, it starts off by me just laying here. In twenty minutes, I have the words. I send it to Michael, beginning it put out there across the world that is the biggest humbling experience that i i think i've ever uh, felt yeah we just we just hope it helps you know so thank thank you so much jerry for having us on here so we get our music out so i want to thank both of you of course i want to thank my awesome guest co-host today michael wayne dill who's also an award-winning singer songwriter and you know how i feel about you um, you are, you're awesome, but you, you are an up and coming superstar. You absolutely are. And, you know, I want to thank you for my connection with Robert Charles Abshire. <laughs> I yes. want to thank you for my connection, Robert. You're awesome. In spite yeah. of, you know, what you've had to overcome, you are incredible. And, you know, making songwriting your passion is what was needed. It's, it's what was needed for everyone, Amen. Amen. for everyone. My, my brother told me the other day, he said, this may, your situation may have come about for you to do exactly what you're doing right now. And I, right. I agree. Right. Wow. I agree. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat room. Thank you to everyone out there listening again. Thank you to remember then radio for this incredible platform. Um, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to close the show with your song, She's an Angel, because people have come in that weren't in on the beginning, and I think that's appropriate for us to close it's, the show with yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay? a great song. All right, Very guys. humble. Thank you so much. And thank you, guys. Here we go. She's an Angel. Mind. She looks so pretty 
And I pulled up the scene Out on the dance floor For a song or two She said I'm thirsty How about you We danced the dance And then one more Let's dance We walked out the door She's an angel Hair like the sun Looking for love Looking for to the Jerry Petito show on Remember Then Radio. Guys, I've got a really great show for you today. Um, I've got an incredible guest co-host who's no stranger to the Jerry Petito show. And he brought me a really cool guest. So I'm going to introduce my guest co-host first, Michael Wayne Dill. Say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Good to be back, Jerry. Thanks so much. Oh, thank you. How about if you introduce our guest? I would be more than happy to do that. This this guest that we have on here today, he is such an incredible person, and he has an incredible story to tell everybody today, so we are definitely glad you tuned in. But we want to welcome Mr. Robert Charles Apshire. 
Hi, Jake, Robert. Uh, he's, you are most welcome. We're glad to have you, buddy. Hey, Robert. Hey, how you doing, Jerry? Good, sweetie. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. Just glad to be here and uh, be, be able to, uh, to, to talk to your listeners today. Amen. So, um... Before we get started, I have to give a couple shout-outs in the, in the chat room, and this is why. We have, first of all, the Doo-Wop Angel. Angel and Steve are the owners of Remember Then Radio, and without this platform, guys, this wouldn't be going on. They have helped keep the music alive through 2020 like no other radio stations. And to be able to interview my guests live through 2020 has helped so many people. So I had to say that. And um, I want to say hello to Diane and I want to say hello to Babalu because Babalu is always in the front row, front and center seat in my chat room. We just love Babalu. So they're here for you. And, um, you know, why don't you say a little bit something about yourself, Robert, and then we'll we'll start this great interview and play some of your songs. Yep. Obviously, like I said, my name is Robert Abshire. Um, I was known in the internet radio world as Rob Charles. I did an online uh, podcast for five years, uh, supporting independent artists, um, which is where I met Michael and uh, so many more people. And uh, just always been a music lover, just always uh, been influenced by music. And uh, no matter what I was doing, uh, I did over the road uh, truck driving for a long time, and you always got that radio on, and just really big into music, and just trying to uh, trying to stay positive in, in in the world that we have going on. You know, I agree with you one hundred percent, Michael. What do you want to say about what's happened? Well, I tell you what, if it wasn't for music. I don't think any of us would have survived twenty twenty like we did. I'm telling you, music has been the main thing that has kept me busy personally and i know it's it's done the same for many others i mean we we all lean to music as that uh that source of bringing ourselves back to you know to to humbleness you know to to just just taking in just taking a second to breathe you know we 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 count on music just that much and i'm right there with charles when he when he says that uh it has made such a huge difference in his life, and I'm sure it's made a huge difference in a lot of people's lives and got us through a lot of bad things. Right. Go ahead. The thing, the thing for me with music is it gives me an opportunity to just kind of escape. There we go. Three or four minutes. Uh, I mean, I know that doesn't seem like a long time, but, you know, you let your mind wander a little bit and, and get yourself in that song, and, and that's, to me, that that's the kind of music I like, those songs you can put yourself into and you can relate to it. Exactly. Beautiful. So before we we start with this interview, Robert, I just want Michael to tell the world once again about your award. The award, I tell you what, I was so surprised, you know, because when I first entered, it's it's the JMA, the Josie Music Awards Network. I'm sure a lot of a lot of independents have heard about it. It's it's still the largest independent network. Uh, it gives us a chance to, to feel like the big boys, you know, kind of. <laughs> but I tell you what, when I first submitted uh, the album um, back at the beginning of 2020, it was actually January of 2020 when I submitted it. You know, I was like, well, you know, 
even if people just just hear it and you know that would make me proud but we ended up getting nominated in two categories and actually one category for uh ep country ep of of the year for 2020 and that was just amazing Uh, so humbling but just just made me feel good made me feel like i was accomplishing some of my music so i was very grateful beautiful and you certainly are and you're a star to me especially i'm a huge fan you already know that um thank you guys we've got a story in new york in the house jules is in the chat room baby so uh all right so robert let's start with a question and then we're going to play this song what was the first song you wrote and how did it come about okay so i was uh there's a song called she's an angel um and i wrote it you know i was in a deer stand and um it was early in the morning and uh, nothing was going on. Didn't see no deer. Uh, and I was just, my mind was just kind of wondering and wandering around. And these words just started coming to me. And I was like, okay, I don't have nothing to write down on. I don't, I just got to, so I had to keep singing it in my head <laughs> where I would remember it when I got off that deer stand so I could, I could write it. Uh, so, I mean, probably 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Uh, it, it took me to come up with everything on the song. Um, and I let it sit for 23 years, never did anything with it because I was too busy. I was doing other, other work and not always on the go. Um, but when I got into internet radio, I met a, one of the guys that was a big supporter of my show and in, in my chat rooms, Mr. Bobby Johnson, uh, from down in Florida. And I sent him the lyrics one day and just like, Hey, what do you think about the lyrics? I just, and I, I just wanted a critique because that's what he did for a living. He, he, he wrote music and, and sang and. Uh, I just wanted his opinion, and he uh, he sent me back, uh, uh, his message was, can I change a couple words around? He said, I, I want to put some music to it. I was like, what? I mean, I didn't, I didn't send it to you for that. He's like, no, he said, this is good. He said, I like this. You've got something here. Uh, I said, well, you know, whatever you got to do. He wanted to change a couple words, just make it melodically correct and, and make it all fit. And, uh, and so he did, and, and it took a while for him to get back to to, to me uh, with it. And uh, when he sent it to me, uh, I'm not going to lie to you, um, had had a couple of tears coming down my, eye, my eyes because I was like, after 25, 23 years, I get to hear what it sounds like. Oh. <laughs> and it, uh, it, it was amazing. And, and I'm very, very, uh, very, very thankful, very, very grateful for Bobby Johnson for recording that song. And uh, it's been, you know, a lot of folks love the song. So real quick before I play it, uh, speaking of deer stands, I'm from the country now, a city girl now from the country, but two of my up and coming incredible uh, country artists and Michael, I think knows both of them, um, John Boy Story and Hunter Lott, and that is his name, Hunter. Oh yeah. Hunter. They both <laughs> hang out in deer stands and told me a similar story. That Yes, yes. So that's really cool. Yes, indeed. That's Unfortunately, cool. Unfortunately, I don't, I don't deer hunt anymore, but that was the one thing that, uh, I, like I said, it was a slow morning. I didn't hear, didn't see anything except those words that were coming to me in my head. So we have another uh, DJ from RTR, Amanda Lay, in the chat room with us today. Hello, Amanda. Um, all right, so you know what we're going to do? We're going to play your song, which is an absolutely beautiful song, She's an Angel. Here we go. I 
in the barroom She was looking so fine Make her mind. She looked so pretty, and smiled so sweet. So I walked right up and I pulled up the seat out on the dance floor for a song. about you We danced the dance And then one more Let's dance We walked out the door She's an angel Hair like the sun Looking for love a beautiful song I mean thinking how you wrote that really like brings tears to my eyes as well an incredible well, it, song it, I had in the interview last night the guy asked me he said did you have you know anybody in mind when you when you wrote it was it about your wife or and I was single I had no no woman in my life at the time I just like I said the words just came to me it didn't really have any any meaning in my life but 
the words just came to me and I had to put it down. So beautiful. Michael, what would you like to say? Well, I mean, I know, I know as a songwriter myself, you know, sometimes it's not always about what you experience. You know, a lot of times it's what you imagine things to be, you know, uh, especially when you haven't experienced it yet. I can imagine how a lot of these young writers, you know, they write about grown up stuff, you know, you, 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 you see and you perceive things, you know, in your own way, especially if you haven't experienced it. So yeah, I, that's kind of unique the way that happens sometimes. But my question, uh, you know, about when you think of a song, do, do you actually hear a melody in your head, Rob, or do you just, or do you just give it to the writer and, and you're just as surprised at what he and you know i'm okay. curious about that oh, okay so like that song you just played in my head because i had to remember it for two or three hours until i got off that deer stand i sang that song in my head to keep me to keep it alive in my head so i wouldn't forget it so i had a sound that i that i was looking for gotcha. never, told, never told bobby what the sound was never sang it to him, never gave him no idea of nothing. When that song came back, it was pretty much right on exactly the way wow. it was in my head. That's amazing. That's amazing. <laughs> that now, is amazing. The songs, the songs that I've wrote for you, right? which I've written uh, 35 songs for you, I think now, I've, I've never have, I don't have that, that in my head. I don't have the melody. I don't have no, nothing in my head. The only gotcha. thing that may have some kind of a deal is the, the chorus, maybe, because you're, right. you're doing it two or three times in the song. Sure, uh, sure. But I write it down, and I, and, and I, wish, I wish I could be uh, more, you know, understanding in my head as to what it's going to sound like, because, you know, I sent it to you. Now the hard part is for you to figure out what do you want to <laughs> make it sound like. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So amazing. You know, I'm a poet, and it just, you know... It's so funny, like you mentioned a deer stand. Well, I've never been in a deer stand. And plus, I'm a vegan. But I'm okay with hunting as long as they eat what they hunt. Um, so, but, uh, you know, I, I remember actually pulling over in my car one day to write something down. I had to, like, look for a piece of paper and a pen because something came into my head. I was like, I have to use that. Right. Like, that I have to use. <laughs> so, it's that so cool. many times. Yes, it's so, what, so cool. What happens nowadays is... You know, I, I haven't written Michael anything uh, for a little while now, but for a while there, I was spitting stuff out every day. Uh, it comes to me in the middle of the night when I'm sleeping. I'll wake up, and these words are just flowing in my head, and, and I, I roll over since I can't write uh, with my hands and use a pen or anything. I, I put everything, I notate everything into my iPhone. Um, but, I, I mean, that's how everything, it, it'll just pop in my head, or I'll be sitting there watching TV or something, and there, there'll be a thought that comes in my head, and then the words just kind of go around that thought. I don't, I know it's hard to explain, but I don't really, I've tried to sit here and write a song. I cannot just sit here and write a song. It don't work that way for me. Okay. If, if the words are flowing and it just comes to me, I don't really have to put a lot of effort into it. I mean... I make change after I write it down or get it notated down, whichever. I, I will go back and I'll reread it and reread it and reread it and reread it after that and maybe change a couple of things here or there. But the, the concept just comes to me. It just, I mean, it just, it's like a, I'm not going to say it's a vision, but it's, it's like a voice I hear. 
So cool. So cool. So how about the next question? Cause this is, you, you touched a little bit on this, but I want you to really elaborate. When did you realize music was going to be a big part of your life? Okay. So I grew up in South Louisiana in a very, very humbled home. Um, we did not have a whole lot, uh, but we had that radio and I would listen, uh, I would listen to WSM, um, I think it's uh, AM 650 in Nashville every Saturday night. Uh, be listening to the Grand Ole Opry. I'd have my little transistor radio underneath my pillow, and uh, the Grand Ole Opry would put me to sleep on Saturday nights. And I didn't, growing up in school, um, kind of an awkward situation. I, I didn't really belong. I was not athletic. I was not uh, the Glee Club. I wasn't. Uh, I wasn't uh, super uh, the smart, smart one. I was more or less trying to get through and maybe figuring out who I am. Uh, but music was always there in my home. We always had Haggard and Jones and uh, Waylon and Willie and uh, I mean every uh, all the legends of country music. That's what the I grew stuff. up. With. <laughs> the and good stuff. When I really, when I really got into it and fell in love with the music was probably around in the high school when I still I, I, I was I was popular maybe for the wrong reason. I was popular. Everybody knew who I was. I knew who they were. But it was, I was kind of an outcast, and I was, I got into radio at that time. Radio was my friend, radio was my girlfriend, radio was everything to me, and because it gave me, it gave me a purpose, it, it, it gave me something to feel like I was a part of. Not being in school clubs, it kind of made it kind of difficult to fit in with people. You're trying, I mean, I'm trying to hang out with the jocks, and I'm trying to hang out with these, you know, popular people, and it just... It's a whole different culture, whole different. It, it, it wasn't me, so I turned to radio, and uh, that is when I, I really fell in love with music. Is is when I got into to working in radio and meeting the country stars. My mom and dad took me to Nashville in 1985 uh, for a fanfare, which they call it CMA Fest now. But met all my idols. I met all of the Oak Ridge Boys, Alabama. Uh, Earl Thomas Conley, uh, Merle Haggard. I mean, I met all these people. And, wow. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is cool. I'm 15, 16 years old, and these people are treating me like I'm their best friend. One of the, and he, we just lost him within the past month. I sat and talked with Charlie Pride. Oh. We probably sat. Oh, talking. that's awesome. Oh my gosh, dude. We probably talked for 30 minutes. About wow. music, about his life, and you know, he made me feel like, you know, we were buds, even though I'd never met him before, and I haven't met him since. Um, the guys from Sawyer Brown, um, I talked to Mark Miller and uh, Bobby and and Greg and and Bobby Randall. I, I talked to all these guys for. We probably sat there and talked for thirty or forty minutes. That's amazing. Just about wow. life, and I was like, you know what? These guys, yeah, I am starstruck when I meet. I met my favorite country singer of all time. I hate hate this for you, Michael. I mean, you. I love your music. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know where. I understand. You, you know where I'm going with this. I understand. I grew up in South Louisiana. Biggest probably country singer ever to come out of South Louisiana was uh, Sammy Kershaw. Oh yeah. And I, I've seen him a couple times, and I've met him, and. I was I was awestruck. Uh, I was standing there like, 
uh, wow. You know, yeah. I idolize you, and, and, and you're my favorite singer. And, I mean, I love the guy's style, his music, everything. And he's standing there next to you. He's got his own. Right. You guys are taking a picture. And I'm like, I walked out of there, and I, I mean, I don't think I, I probably slept for two days. Wow. Well, that's when I fell in, in love with music, when, when you just, when you make that connection with people. And, and when the stars are, they're stars, but they're, they're just people just like me and you. Well, well, I'll tell you what, it must it must have happened to me earlier because I, I was told that I was toddling around in diapers when I first fell in love with you. <laughs> I was running around everywhere with my little diaper hanging, singing, too, 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 looking out my back door. I didn't so, mean, I, I listen, I was in, I was in diapers too, baby, but it was Elvis right. for me. It was Elvis for me. <laughs> exactly, so. exactly. All right, let's play. Okay, go ahead, and then we'll play your as, song. As, as a kid, I would play DJ when I was seven, eight years old, whatever, with the record player, I would play uh, maybe maybe as early as four or five years old. But we just had yeah. a, a wow. regular record player. I'd just be like introducing records and I'd play the same <laughs> song over and over and over again. I would right. Hey, you were, you were rehearsing. So all in training. <laughs> so we're, we're going to play, we're going to play Fell in Love with Music and the singer... You wrote this song, and the singer is Michael Wayne Dill, our guest co-host today. Here we go, guys. Thank you.
Michael Wayne Dill, everyone, is singing that song written by Robert Abshire. Amazing, amazing. Everyone in the chat room is just loving it. They're sending you all kind of beautiful pictures, loving music, doo-wop angel, all of them. I want to give a awesome. shout-out again to um, Amanda Lay, who's in the chat room, because her show is at 1 p.m. right after mine, the Paula and Amanda show, guys. Check it out. So... That was such a beautiful song. Um, kudos to both of you for that one. I'm very Thank proud you. of it. Very, kudos. very proud of that. And I'm glad Michael. Uh, I'm glad Michael had a big, big, big part in that. You know, um, let's play "Sheltered Life," and then we're going to talk about that one as well. Let's play it first. Um, everybody's loving your music, so let's give them another one, and then we'll talk about "Sheltered Life." Okay, guys. Sweet. Thank you. Okay. I remember back in high school, still in my teens, not really knowing what life really means. Never really lived a typical high school scene. Never got crowned. The high school king Never hung out with a party crowd Never got mean Rowdy or loud Tried to be in I tried to be cool All the while I wanted to be anyone's fool Try as it may
So, Robert, why don't you tell us a little bit about your radio days during high school and about this song, and then we'll have Michael say something. Well, like I, like I said earlier, the reason I turned, and, and that song right there basically sums it all up, not fitting in, not knowing where you belong. Got the radio days. I, I, was, I did intern uh, in 85 and 86, uh, on two different radio stations, and then in '87, January 1st, 1987, um, I got in with a, a little AM radio station, which was the number one station in the market. I stayed there for about four years, uh, and then uh, I went into another FM station after that. But um, radio, just again, I mean, it was the I wrote a song about having what I called the power of the mic. It just kind of made you feel. You get that adrenaline rush. You get that that power that you feel you belong. Uh, I wrote a song about that also. Um, but I just, you know, radio was a big part of my, my, my high school, uh, my 11th and 12th grade years. You know, Michael, what do you want to say about that? Because the song's incredible. Well, you, you touched on that all this was during your high school years. Now, as far as the sheltered life, was your, was your dad really, were you and your dad really close? And I know once you lost him, you kind of went off the deep end. So tell us a little more about that. So my, my, me and my dad were best friends. Um, me and my dad, we did everything, fishing, hunting, just ride around. Um, he was my best friend. And, and I'd seen things, and my brothers, I have two older brothers. Uh, one of them has passed away. But my have seen things that my, my older brothers were doing. And I did not want, and I seen how it was affecting my dad, and I didn't really want to do that to him. And him being my best friend, I, I wanted to be better than that. So, in a way, I kind of, I lived a sheltered life because I didn't, I didn't want to disappoint him, maybe. Um, gotcha. And let them have that control because, I mean, I just, I wouldn't change anything about it, except the fact that I'd, I'd like him to still be here, but. Um, that's what the sheltered life is all about. Just knowing that, you know, you've got that control. And then he, he died. I was, uh, I was about six days away from being 21 oh. and oh, he wow. passed away. So sorry. Uh, thank you. Um, I'm getting a little emotional, but, um, right. after he had passed, it was kind of like, my mom's not gonna tell me what to do. Um, ain't nobody, I, ain't nobody gonna tell me what to do. So, all the partying that people did in high school that I wanted to be a part of it, but never really did that. But that's what I did when I turned 21 and my dad was gone. That's when I started drinking. That's when I started smoking. That's when I started coming in at four o'clock in the morning, five o'clock in the morning and going to work at seven in the morning. That was when that came into play. Gotcha. Uh, were you, were you like addicted? Did you get to the point where you were actually addicted to it or? No, I mean, the drinking. I never. I didn't didn't do any drugs. It was. Uh, I drank a bunch. Uh, me and Evan Williams were very good friends. Um, and my mom was. It was. It was scaring my mom some because she would see me drunk all the time. Um, wow. And that's. And that's what made me kick that because my mom. We sat there one day. I I, I wasn't hanging out with my friend that we I usually hang out with, and I was at home that night. She's like, "Who are you?" like what are you talking about she's like who are you i said i'm your son she's like i just haven't seen this part of you in a year 
where, you know, you're my son today and you're not drinking. And we sat there and, you know, we had a, a good conversation and, um, I never really drank a whole lot after that. I mean, I, I didn't just throw it away and quit. Um, but I, I quit doing the lifestyle that I was doing. Right. Um, got, got in and met some different friends. Um, like today, I mean, uh, smoking uh, I quit smoking cigarettes uh, 22 years ago um, I haven't probably haven't had a drink in two years uh, I just there's other things in my life I'm 51 years old got a, I've got a grandson who's fixing to be three um, there's other things in my life that's more important than uh, drinking right. and, and carrying on and um, but I had to go through that part I had to go sure. through that part of my life to to know that that's not what I wanted and get back that sheltered life like the song said exactly. Jerry you know about addictions don't you um yes you know what I'm gonna take two minutes and read a poem because I think yes. it's appropriate for this moment um I'm the author of I'm not an addict I'm just an ass I'd rather be a smart ass than a dumbass because guys 30 years ago I was a dumbass but this July 30 years later I can now say I'm a smart ass um, God changed my life, changed it completely. I am no longer an addict. I don't consider myself one, uh, through God, anything is possible. And I just want to read this short poem for everyone and anyone out there who may be struggling. It's called change your choice. I had a life changing moment that I knew had to be. The only way to change things was to first start with me. So I looked in the mirror and woke up one day and thought to myself, I needed to pray. So I asked God to change me, to help me stay strong, to clean up my mess, to right what's been wrong. I cleaned up my diet. I cleaned up my room. I cleaned up all habits with this old dirty broom. I kept going forward and never looked back. I refused to derail, stayed on the right track. I realized my worth and all that did matter through my selfish behavior, the lives I had shattered. I finally decided at 30 years old to stop abusing my mind, heart, and soul soul my life-changing choice that i had once made almost 30 years now guys my debt has been paid so you read all my thoughts on how to stay clean it's all or nothing my friend there's no in between to live or to die is a choice you must make your life is not worthless and you're not a mistake one day at a time is a slogan you've heard it works if you work it while applying his word for you to get healthy for your mind not to fail escaping reality will keep you in jail with addictive behavior, sex, drugs, food, or money. Substituting addictions now isn't that funny. I'm not an addict. This too shall pass. I'm not an addict. I'm just an ass. May the good Lord bless and guide you. I just felt like God put it on my heart to read that. So, Amen. Amen. That was very, very powerful. Beautiful. Words of wisdom. Words of wisdom. Um, and, that's, and that's about when, when, I, when I changed things around, too, when I was about 30 years old. I, was, I think I was 29. Gotcha. Well, I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was 30. Oh, I'm a little older than you now. Yes. Um, yes. Amazing. Right. Awesome Amazing. Stuff, um, I have a few more questions for you, but I don't want to not get to this one based on the time frame. How did you get involved with Michael Wayne Dillon? What's your role with team MWD music? Okay. So me and Michael got, uh, he sent me some music when I was doing my podcast. And um, he would send me music before it went to a final mix, and he just wanted my opinion on what uh, what what it sounded like. And uh, 
to be honest with you, I pretty much liked everything he ever sent me. Um, most of the stuff, because I, I couldn't just play Michael Wayne Dale on my show, not everything <laughs> he sent me got played, but I, I, I would pick the better ones that I liked most, and I would make sure that Michael always got played on my, on my station, on my show. Um, that's how I met, I met him that. Now, it, it, it was funny because I, I haven't, I've never done it before, and I didn't do it since. But he had sent me a message asking me if I could send, if he could send me music. I don't know what compelled me, uh, but I called him, and I never did that before, and I never did that since. Wait, I have to, I have to interrupt you. Wait, real quick. I did the same thing. Listen, there was something about his message to me and him, and I, and I was like, I love him already. I don't even know him, and I called him. I'm genuine, so see, genuineness brings out genuineness in other people. So, I mean, that's Michael, just the way it is. Michael, uh, and during my before when I got first got disabled, um, called Michael a few times. Um, he was my vent. He was my ear that I could just talk to. Um, and I, and I knew I could trust Michael. Michael is a very, uh, very good guy. Um, he, he was there. I'm just, just speaking the truth, brother. Um, he was there pretty much every Saturday that I did my show. Uh, he was in that chat room, uh, the whole, pretty much the whole show. And I don't, there, there are few people, there's not a lot, but there's a few artists that I met through the five years that I spent on the radio that. I can consider friends of mine. Michael is probably at the top of that list. I ditto that. Ditto that. <laughs> and, oh. and, and, and after I started sending him music, and uh, I don't send him music, I send him the words, but after I send him the words, and it, it's probably two hours later, he's already got a snippet of what he's got in mind <laughs> on his I'm like, this guy is serious about this. You know, at first I'm like throwing these songs out. Mike's like, you're doing great. And that's great lyrics. Great. And I'm like, dude, I, I, I don't know what I'm doing. All I'm doing is just putting words together that are coming in my head. But he asked me if I would like to write for him. And, and because him and his uh, duet partner had split and they went their own ways. And Michael's like, I'm right, but I don't, you know, I'm not, that's not my strong part. Well, I mean, I have, I, I get melodies in my head, and so, you know, I tend to write the music first. What I struggle with most is writing lyrics, so I welcome the opportunity to have somebody who can write some good lyrics, because then, you know, it makes it easier on me. <laughs> now that, well, now that I have the time, and, and, and that means that's pretty much all I have is time. Right. Um, I, I try to focus on, uh, you know, not just because he's recording my music, and if someone else that it, don't get me wrong, if Jason Aldean wants one of my songs, I'm gonna write something. Dang <laughs> <laughs> on right. But I'm, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm wanting Michael to have every opportunity with with my my my, my, my words before anybody else. I, I appreciate had, that. I, I had another guy in Nashville that contacted me. I'm not gonna say his name, but he's a producer in Nashville that wanted to. He, that song, I fell in love with music. He wanted to take that song and 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 do it for his artist, um, and he wanted to redo it, the whole thing, strip it down, no, re, re, remaster everything, keep <laughs> the words, but sing it his own way. And he wanted me to give him the the permission to do that. I said at this time, I don't want to do that because at this time, we have things with Team MWD Music. We have things that are in the works to where. 
if these things ever come in fruition because of coronavirus, if coronavirus ever goes away, I want Michael to have the first chance. I've had so much positive, so much positive feedback on that song that I wrote it for Michael. That's, so therefore, I want Michael to be the one to to, to get to reap the benefit. Now, if Luke Bryan or Jason Aldean or, <laughs> or, or Kenny Chesney somebody wants that right. song, hey, Mike. You're a good guy and everything, but I'm only. <laughs> no, right. no, right. no. All right. So listen. But at, the same, at the same time, Michael, I, I'll get a percentage because I'm a co-write. So, <laughs> right. I, I mean, we're good. All if right. they want to change uh, Mally, that's fine. <laughs> all right. So what? What is your role with Team MWD Music? What did I assign you to do, and what do you do the best? And he is he is phenomenal at this. Okay. So what I do is I'm his. Uh, I'm his. Uh, PR and music promotions manager, and basically everything that we have that's working in the works, everything that has been issued and, and released, I'm getting that out to, like I did to you, Jerry. I'm, I'm getting all that music out to the radio stations. Beautiful. Um, I, I've sent emails and sent messages to, I, I can't even three, four hundred maybe radio stations around the country. Um, most of them are like, well, no, we we don't play. And uh, if you're not mainstream, we're not gonna uh, we're not gonna give you a chance. But um, internet radio has just taken it and rode with it. Uh, it's probably played on 60, 50, 60 internet stations. Uh, both songs, um, I've got it probably playing on half a dozen FM stations in America and maybe maybe close to that in 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 Europe. Um, it, it's. You know, they send me they send me links, let me know, hey, your songs can be played between this time and that time, and and I'll post it and I'll go listen to it most of the time. And it just when you when you hear someone with an Irish accent or Scotland, and it is on their community radio where everybody in a car can hear that song. It is, huh. you know, it's a feeling, man. I mean, it's it's a good feeling. Well, I'm right. very I'm very good friends with Paul Mack. And he's out of Australia, and he just took on one of my other interviews from RTR last week. Said he had to have him, so we'll get Sweet. this. We'll get this to him, okay, guys? That is awesome. Right. Me, and, me and Paul are good friends on Facebook. Oh, uh, there you go. So there you go. Yeah. Tell him you're my good friend. Oh yeah, absolutely. Paul, Paul is a great guy. I love Paul. Paul is, so then you can handle it. Really yep. Good. Tell him we're friends. All right. So I want to play the song Regrets. Here we go. And uh, again, Robert wrote it and sung by Michael. No, no, no. no. Oh no! I did not write this. Oh, okay. I, I take that I did back. Not write that one. Um, we 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 played the three that I wrote, but because Michael was on the show, I wanted to because this is our latest release and latest effort that we're pushing. I want. So he's to, doing his job. He's promoting. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, so we'll play it and then. I guess Michael will tell us a little bit more about it. Correct? Sure. All right, let's play the song. Here we go, guys. I remember my first cigarette. It was my first high. Was the first of many regrets Another need to 
superstars so michael why don't you tell everyone a little bit about that song and then also tell everyone how they can get in touch with you guys will do man i tell you what this has been so much fun and time does fly when you're having fun <laughs> basically this song is 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 just talking about addiction you know it, one of the things that i see happening around in a lot of people's lives is just you know the power of addiction what it can do to you there and there's so many levels of addiction you know uh and this this one basically covers 
you know, the gist of starting out, you know, having uh, problems with alcohol and cigarettes, you know. But, you know, the main thing was, you know, he fell in love with this woman and she was nothing but toxic, but he was so addicted to her, he couldn't shake her, you know. So, you know, that in itself is just, just addiction, you know, and there's so many levels of it. But you can uh, hear this song, you can hear all the songs. Uh, uh, well, you can definitely hear Fell in Love with Music and we're soon to do a, uh, a better. I kind of, you know, sometimes I do songs and, and I want to change them. So I, what I end up doing is I end up sending them and getting, because basically when I write these songs, I use my computer. So I get uh, digital sound. So I like the sound of a full band. So I end up going to, a, you know, this was one that we wanted to, to, to get out there because it's such a powerful song but we want to redo it so you're going to hear different versions of it okay. but what you need to do is you need to go to mwdcountrymusic.com that's our website you can get all our music right there so that's where you can keep in touch with us we can let you know what's changing what's coming up and there's a lot of stuff coming up so you definitely want to get involved so mwdcountrymusic.com so robert i want to have you now say anything you'd like to say to everyone listening out there as well I just I want to thank obviously I want to thank everybody for uh, for listening to uh, me and Michael and our story and, and continuing yes. to listen to Jerry. The interview has been a, very awesome. Um, I want to thank everybody for for being so uh, accepting of our music. I mean, it's very very humbling when, uh, like I said, it starts off by me just laying here. In twenty minutes, I have the words. I send it to Michael. Beginning it put out there across the world that is the biggest humbling experience that i i think i've ever uh, felt yeah we just we just hope it helps you know so thank thank you so much jerry for having us on here so we get our music out so i want to thank both of you of course i want to thank my awesome guest co-host today michael wayne dill who's also an award-winning singer songwriter and you know how i feel about you um, you are, you're awesome, but you, you are an up and coming superstar. You absolutely are. And, you know, I want to thank you for my connection with Robert Charles Abshire. <laughs> I yes. want to thank you for my connection, Robert. You're awesome. In spite yeah. of, you know, what you've had to overcome, you are incredible. And, you know, making songwriting your passion is what was needed. It's, it's what was needed for everyone, Amen. Amen. for everyone. My, my brother told me the other day, he said, this may, your situation may have come about for you to do exactly what you're doing right now. And That's I, right. I Amen. agree. Wow. I agree. Um, so what I'm going to do now is I want to say thank you to everyone in the chat room. Thank you to everyone out there listening again. Thank you to remember then radio for this incredible platform. Um, what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to close the show with your song, She's an Angel, because people have come in that weren't in on the beginning, and I think that's appropriate for us to close it's, the show with yeah, it. Yeah, it's okay? a great song. All right, Very humble. Thank you so much. And thank you, guys. Here we go. She's an Angel. Mine. She looks so pretty 
Tender 